as entrepreneurs, we have a lot of challenges. One of the biggest challenge is ourselves. We're all wired a little weird. We're a little different from the rest of the world. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that, but I certainly noticed it. And, and many of my friends have actually pointed it out <laughs> and my spouse as well. And one of the things that we can do is we can understand ourselves and by understanding ourselves be even more productive in our businesses or we cannot and create tremendous disruption, not only in our businesses, but our relationships. Today, I have a remarkable entrepreneur, a psychologist, just an amazing individual who's helped me a lot. One of the things that, you know, we all talk about being in the flow and the power of meditation, but being a small town boy from upstate New York, I'm in California now, but small town boy, uh, I didn't like any of this soft stuff. I never understood meditation, but our next guest taught me meditation through gunpoint, at gunpoint, and, and it was really amazing. And it's really made such a difference in my life, in the life of so many of my uh, fellow entrepreneurs. I wanted to have him join us. And he's got a new book coming out called Driven with his partner, uh, Randy Kelly. Uh, and these two guys have just made such a difference in my life that I wanted to have them come and share their message with you so you can accelerate your success even more. I'm John Bowen, co-founder of AES Nation. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this remarkable... Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Doug, I'm just thinking, you know, first of all, thank you for coming. I mean, I, I had never meditated more than 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> And I was out in the San Diego desert with you with rifles and pistols and a whole bunch of other fellow entrepreneurs. And uh, you and your partner, Randy, taught me an awful lot. And I want to share this message. You've know, got this new book coming out and, and it is all about my fellow peers, uh, entrepreneurial peers. And uh, so thank you for being of such service to our group. Uh, greatly appreciate being on and having an opportunity to share what I got going on. So anything I can do to help. Well, and, and so let's, let's take a step back here. Um, one of the things that, you know, is, you know, as entrepreneurs, I started in the introduction, we're all a little wired weird and it's not <laughs> unusual for many of us. We'd never admit it to our drinking buddies and friends to visit an office of one of your peers along the way and oh, try to get a handle on all this. And I know you've you know, had a very successful practice in San Diego and you've kind of evolved on how you're serving entrepreneurs and helping them to be even more focused. And before we go into kind of how you, you know, how do we do it? What are the key things we do, the life lessons? I'd love to hear the backstory. <laughs> okay, yes. I. Uh... Be right after you met me, so I've known you what about eighteen months, little little less yes. than that. Um, I had no idea how big the world was, so I've been hiding out literally in this office for about the last fifteen years, 
um, almost exclusively working with entrepreneurs and the highly driven, very, very driven people. Um, and I had my first website 18 months ago. And so here it is 18 months later. So needless to say, my world's about to explode, I hope. Um, but back, back, back story. So amazing time to be a psychologist. I actually have two PhDs, a PhD in clinical psychology and also a PhD in organizational business psych. So I started working in the business world from the get-go, and I'd go from the most touchy-feely, BS, clinical psychology, give me a hug crap, classes into real-world business classes, you know, at, at UCSD, and just the contrast between the real world and this touchy-feely psychology world was, was staggering. And so from the get-go, I noticed that, hey, maybe I don't fit into this as well. Um, and then two primary inventions happened or things happened over the last 20 years. One is they cracked the human genome. So I always suspected I was different and the population I've been drawn to about who I work with is different. We are different. And yes, John, you are very different. Um, and I have had my genome sequenced by the guy who did crack it, Craig Ventner, and he's yeah, talked yeah, to me yeah. personally and told me I am weird. So I agree. <laughs> yes, you have different dopamine. We have a different reward system is the main difference. They used to call it the addiction gene, alcoholism gene, and all these different names for it. But it, it's one of the primary things that were different. And so the other thing they've done is the functional MRI. So not only are you genetically different your brain is actually wired differently so about 10 percent of the population is is different i used to call it the entrepreneurial mind um driven mind is kind of a little bit different because a lot of us aren't you know just solely entrepreneurs so um and finally about 18 months ago got my shit together and decided to write a book with the urgings of uh my new business partner randy kelly no, it's 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 been so interesting, I think, watching the two of you uh, develop. We're in a mastermind group together, Jason Gennard's mastermind talk. And Jason was the one first introduced me. And, uh, you know, Jason was kind of funny. He goes, John, have you ever meditated? And I go, uh, I've never really done it consistently. And he goes, you yeah." Would you be comfortable? Because he, he had never, I don't think he had even fired had, a gun. He had never fired <laughs> yeah. a gun and never had meditated, really. He's tried it. And most people, like I was saying, 90% of the meditations out there are not for us. They're designed by a different different type of person. Well, so. I, I had grown up, uh, you know, in upstate New York, and hunting was a big thing. So I had plenty of guns. And, uh, yeah, now I'm married to an animal rights person, so I have a lot less guns and don't shoot things too often. But uh, <laughs> the uh, I love marriage. We're just about ready to celebrate our 37th year. So the That's the idea, you know, of this, what Jason started telling me about what you were doing and how you were doing it, you know, it was really enticing. And I, I want to come to that, but I I want to go to you know as you built this up and you're helping all these entrepreneurs. One of the things that when we got talking about this, this is something that we all tend to do and you know, it's, it's driven individuals. I don't want to limit it to just entrepreneurs, but that's primarily who we're, our audience is, is that you know, we're driven and we're, you know, being so driven, we can get into this problem of uh, self-sabotaging. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many uh, stories we have of things blowing up along the way needlessly. and. You know, maybe, Doug, touch on that, you know, what you're seeing both in your practice and now in your new business, 
How can we prevent that? Because, you know, that's not fun for anybody. <laughs> so that was my doctoral research was self-sabotage and self-fulfilling prophecy. So um, human beings, you know, despite what our monkey mind tells us, we are not driven towards safety and better. What we're actually driven towards is the familiar. And so when our world becomes rapidly different, like if you win the lottery, five years later, you're your, your family hates you and you're basically bankrupt. And that was what I was really looking at in the mid nineties in my dissertation. Like, why does this happen? Why do people, you know, have everything going for them and then tear it all down? And in the last 15, 20 years, all of the functional MRI research and the, the way the body and the brain actually interact together has explained it. And that's one of the things I'm so pumped about this, you know, shooting meditation is that when I put you behind the gun, it actually puts that the issue right in your face, literally that, you know, here I am and I'm going to shoot something, but then I have resistance and I have this fight within myself. And who was the who are the two of us fighting in there? And that that is the um, insight that's needed to stop doing this stuff. And yeah. so no, understanding that we're different and understanding that, you know, who is the one actually in control of me? And that is once you can get that and, and experience it, then you can really apply the meditation to it. Yeah, because we, we all have those voices. I mean, there's no question <laughs> that we have those voices and we can make a decision to kind of follow where they're going, which is usually not the right thing to do. Is I always find that, you know, and you've taught me some of this is, you know, to honor that voice but really then focus on you know what the mission at hand and what you know the sea i had grown up you know shooting you know hunting a bit but i i'm 61 i probably hadn't really other than a few friends dragged me out skeet shooting once every 10 years hadn't fired a gun in you know 30 years 40 years and uh you know coming out and seeing what you're capable of going through this process of really getting focused and you know if i had just picked up the rifle and uh you know laid down to do the distance shot and you know my mind would have been going all the things and i you know i'd be <laughs> lucky to hit the hill let alone the, the target and you know it, it's it's just so amazing as an entrepreneur that we get caught up doug so often on this you know we're on this journey all of us together and and you know, as we start having success, uh, so often we question ourselves. I mean, that's that wiring. And, and what are some of the things that you see, you know, on the, you know, kind of if we want to have, you know, use this wiring successfully, you know, on the, the sabotage, avoiding that, um, how does that come together more? How can we stop that? Because, you know, I mean, these many of us are thinking, you know, our teammates, you know, our spouses, our significant others, we drive them crazy with what we're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, let me, some basic biology and this, this simple question about who's really in control of you or who's really in control of me. And we, we have two operating systems, one below our nose. And the classic metaphor is that we are very much like an Indian elephant with a whole bunch of monkeys up on top with little sticks trying to control this elephant. And this is why it sucks in January at the gym is because the monkeys seem to be in control of the elephant. 
and they're beating the shit out of it and they go to the gym, go to the gym, do this, do this, do this. Come February, March, April, the elephant seems to have a life of it or a mind of its own. And the resistance to going to the gym, no matter how much the monkey mind beats the crap out of you, you ain't going. And that, that insight that there's two of me in here, and actually that's a trick question because which one are you, the monkeys or the elephant, you know, the simple answer is both and neither. And, and everyone kind of pauses on that neither piece because it's, it's the insight that I can hear the monkey mind chattering and then also feel the impulsive elephant. And that's why I love that gun, because when you got the gun on your shoulder, the elephant doesn't want to pull the trigger, mm -hmm. and then this thing's off somewhere else. But, you know, the concept of flow, which you've mentioned a couple of times, mm -hmm. is when the split between the monkeys and the elephant goes poof. And you become all three, basically the, the observer and the neocortex and the reptilian, all become one and connected to what's happening in the outer world. And so you get into that flow state and, you know, part of our genetics and part of our wiring, we love it. Anything that brings us into that flow state, we get addicted to. And, you know, we are just driven for it. Um, problem with that is, is when we're going this way, we can't do all this other stuff around us. So, you know, until that gets loud enough, we come out of that flow state and then we go, oh, oh crap, you know, what about my wife? So it's this ability to actually go in and out of that flow state is, is really what I've been teaching for the last 15 years and that it's not something that we have to get into a video game or you know get hyper focused on some spreadsheet it's the it's really a, a natural way of being and that is meditation and yeah, I found that to be so useful Doug that the you know the ability uh, to get in the flow and to to really you know, that your productivity, your enjoyment, everything else just goes up uh, so much. And as an entrepreneur, you know, I mean, what more can we ask for is to, <laughs> you know, have higher productivity, love what you're doing, and, uh, you know, you don't need drugs and alcohol. I mean, that's that's not bad. Exactly. And it, it's, you know, I'm not a proponent of balance. I think balance is, you know, as I always say to all my clients, you know, balance is a nice 10 seconds a year when I have it. And, you know, they're not all, not all in a row. You know, I get two seconds here and five seconds. But I know that I'm out of balance. And then I'm gently coming in and, you know, paying attention to my wife and my kids and my life. And, you know, and I'm moving between those, you know, in and out of that balanced state just so I'm conscious and aware of it. Well, I call it harmony, what you do, the way you teach it is that, you know, we're never going to have balance. Everything's not going to be perfect all the time and so on, but have harmony. We're going to, you know, kind of flow <laughs> with these things and, you know, it never works in, to the level I'd like. And, you know, one of the things I want to ask you about is, you know, as entrepreneurs, we want to be you know, very successful. We hold ourselves out as these successful individuals. And, you know, so, so many times in the back of our mind, we're feeling these, you know, there's some shame and doubt along the way. You know, are, are we really up to it? I mean, we're, are we really that? You know, we're, are we doing what we should be doing? You know, geez, we're not quite there yet. And, you know, and then shame on some of the things, you know, maybe a failure along the way. Uh, boy, you know, this gets so in way of kind of moving forward. Well, that, that is our genetic gift and our curse is that, you know, the, the dopamine receptor sites, and I don't want to get all sciencey on you, but um, 
very simply, we're wired to feel like there's always something missing or wrong. Another way of saying that is we're wired to feel like the world or ourselves can always be better. And, you know, that propels us to great heights. And, you know, as long as we are believing that there's a shiny thing off waiting for us on the horizon, we'll run at it and run at it and run at it and run at it, you know, well beyond anyone else. But, you know, if we don't achieve or actually when we do we achieve, the reward is never quite there. It always feels like we could just do something a little bit better. And I get people in my office. <laughs> what gets you in a psychologist's office faster than anything else is feeling like there's something missing or wrong, but then you create an identity out of it. There's something missing or wrong with me. And, you know, entrepreneurs, we you know, can be somewhat narcissistic or believing that we are needing to prove ourselves all the time. And, you know, I've got the Lambo and the hot chick and everything else, but I still feel like there's something missing or wrong. And that is our gift and our curse. But it's it's not real or it, it's our wiring. It's not us. And it'll never go away. <laughs> Life can always be better. And that that's, you know, I, I close all my retreats that I do with the, you guys with, uh, I hand out that book Mastery by George mm-hmm. Leonard constantly because it is this, you know, life of mastery that I do believe entrepreneurs or people with our genetics are just gifted for. And it, it is, you know, we're in a constant state of improvement for every area of our life. Yeah, it's a, it's a lifelong journey. And I, I do remember reading that book, geez, I, over 20 years ago, I think. And it's, a, I mean, it's, it's timeless. It's a book that everybody should read once a year just because we are on this life journey toward mastery. But one of the things that you make a big deal about, and this is where, I mean, I think we're aligned on everything. So, but this is one I feel really important is finding your own wolf pack to hang oh, out yeah. with. and. I'm in, I'm a big believer in mastermind groups. I spent over a hundred thousand a year being, <laughs> I got to pay to be in my wolf packs, but I have some that aren't. I, I got my senior team. I'm, you know, spent, I bring them out regularly and we're staying at the resort next to my house and you know, they're, they're flying out tonight. And I just, you know, I have different wolf packs, but uh, you know, it's just, you need that because so many of my friends aren't entrepreneurs and they don't, yeah, I mean, I, they're actually great friends and certainly family, but they don't get me. No, and that that is a good chunk of this book is dedicated to that. And I, you know, the way I describe it in the book is there's two different kinds of people on this planet. You know, most people are wired much more like gazelles, and when a cheetah runs into a herd of gazelles, what do they do? They scatter. You know, and it's basically good luck, and you're on your own. Um, what happens with a pack of wolves when a bear attacks one of the wolves is they all come together and you know the basic theory that I propose in the book is that you know the hunting genetics that you know entrepreneurs and our genetics are really based on the very old genome designed to live in a much scarier harder world and so we had to rely on each other for for survival where the farmers those acclimated to becoming a farmer had grain silos and they all worked together and you know really loved that w2 9 to 5 routine which 99% of people listening and all of my clients you know pencil in the eye before they tolerate that um, but because of that you know we're, we're we're wired for a different world and so we really do need to seek out those and you go into those mastermind groups you know 100 people in a room and it's you know, an ADD, just a soup of 
energy and a soup of people, and we love it. It just feels like we're finally home. Yeah, so no, I couldn't. It, it's not a choice. I mean, we have to find that. You know, if you're not a member of a mastermind group, that's one of the easiest, or a CEO group, it could be YPO, could be EO, could be Vistage, could be Mastermind Talks with Jason Gennard or Dan Sullivan, strategic coach. Uh, my partner, Russ Prince, and I are actually doing a big study right now on mastermind groups. And, you know, what we're seeing is, you know, I, I know this, Doug, isn't going to surprise you at all, is that there's an... It, it, those people actually we, we i didn't know your book i'm looking up because i've got the screen above me uh is your book and you know driven and we we were calling it initially the working title was the driven entrepreneur <laughs> because you know that you know they're self-selecting finding their wolf pack and they're and they're when they come out of it i came out of the mastermind talks with 38 action items that i was gonna do oh i know yeah and it, it's <sighs> It is so relieving for a lot of my clients when they walk into my office and explain this stuff to them and the light bulb goes on is, oh my God, you've just explained the last 25 years of my life. But we go out with our friends, those that don't, don't have our wiring and you know, even uh, they look at us like we're crazy and we're not. You're, we are supposed to be this way and no matter what you do, you're going to be wired this way and stay this way. And so it is that self-acceptance, but then we need to, we've got to find other people that, that think like us and act like us and normalize us. So, so help me out and, and help out our uh, listeners and our viewers here, you know, our fellow entrepreneurs. You know, one of the things that we're looking at doing is um, you're a big believer in meditation. Yep. And, you know, We've, we've already agreed that we've got this wiring. It's not bad wiring, it is our wiring and it's what makes us who we are. And, you know, I mean, I feel like I get to enjoy life, uh, you know, fully compared, I can't, I, the pencil, I'd use something <laughs> bigger than the pencil on a nine to five job. Uh, you know, just, I couldn't do it. As a matter of fact, it's funny, I had one of the uh, podcast interviews. I don't know if you remember Steve Sisler, I met at oh, last yeah. year's. When he's a behavioral profiler, and Steve uh, goes, John, I'll do a podcast with you, and I, why don't we? It'll be kind of fun. I'll do you, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'll walk you through. And he walked me through, you know, and I had not seen it. He didn't share it with me until on camera, and it was just really interesting. And then we got off camera, and he goes, John, you're in the two percent. That if you ever applied for an EVP or you know a C level job in any of the companies I'm working with, where I'm doing behavioral profile, they'd say run from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know they've gotten really good at finding us out. But yeah. one of the the parts that I think is so important is this meditation and, and kind of putting yourself on the right path and. You know, how do you do it with, a, you know, we've got our wiring, we're all over the place, we're, you know, we know the power of focus and flow and everything else, Doug. But how do we use meditation, particularly for some of the guys and gals who have tried it and not had success? Yeah, and that, that is, I get that question a lot. So the most important part of a meditation practice, and I'll watch your face expression as I say this, mm -hmm. is to keep it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there it is is to meditate every day no matter what because that literally what it does it, it shows our self-sabotage in our face first thing in the morning 
And so I start everybody out with literally, I got high powered guys doing one minute of meditation every morning. And the monkey mind will very quickly, oh, that's no big, I no need to, it's not, a, not important. Well, I don't have but, the time. I mean, I got too many things going on. <laughs> Guy like you, I would start with one or two breaths yeah. in the morning. I got guys smelling their coffee calling yeah. meditation <laughs> because it, it, it demonstrates who's really in charge of us. And it is this subconscious body that is overdriven. We are just driving constantly in a direction not of our own choosing. And so it's really reining that, that impulsivity in. And so what meditation, you know, the classic styles of meditation, I go deeply into it in the book, is really learning to just be present. And for hunters, which is the hunter-farmer metaphor I shared earlier, we have something called occipital dominance, or, or visually dominant. We use our eyes to make sense of the world. And so these meditations that encourage you to close your eyes make us cuckoo. We close our eyes and try to relax, our heads explode. Because we are not. Wired. I know. I, I found. I, I love that you did this, Doug. Because I, I would close my eyes, and it's like, okay, how long <laughs> is this gonna last? And you know, do I? What do I need to do? And they're guiding me through, and I got a million things and so on. And and what I did like, I mean, and when we first started doing it, we were in you know a beautiful setting, you know, nature and the whole thing, and it, and you know, getting focus wasn't hard to do. Yeah, and that, that's focusing on what's happening in the present with your eyes open as meditation. And I go, I mean, it's that simple. And what the, you know, I'm not going to talk crap about any apps out there, but there's a lot of apps that are wonderful, but they're not meditation. Those are relaxation training. You know, listen to my voice, and it's somewhat hypnotic, and um, they don't do anything to actually addressing our problem. You know, the biggest problem I have, and as you said earlier, your problem, the biggest problem hopefully all of us are have is ourselves. And catching myself sabotaging and drifting out of the present is meditation and catching that and gently coming back. The more you're focused on the present, a byproduct of that is relaxation. And so, you know, how do you relax shooting a target at a thousand yards away, you know, holding a 308 is, you know, I... Eh, in the present moment, there is no recoil. And so the more present you are, the more focused you are. And the more focused you become, the more relaxed you become. And your efficiency just goes through the roof. You know, I get every day I hear it, well, I don't want to give up my fear because it's the thing driving me forward. And no, your fear is actually pushing you forward. And it's dr pushing this impulsivity. And it, it is sabotaging you. I give up my fear, I'm going to be lazy. No, if you give up your fear, you're going to go through, you're going to become efficient. And efficiency over busy is, is what I preach. So Well, and, and what I found it to do for me, Doug, is I, I use a term, I, I don't know, we haven't talked about this before, but I call it quiet confidence. That instead of that fear, like I got to go out and do it, and that anxiety and everything else, you know, I'm, I'm in the moment. It's that quiet confidence that I know either you know, that I'm capable or my team or, you know, I have relationships that are capable of making almost anything happen. And, you know, when you approach things from that perspective and you can stay focused on it, geez, you know, that's a huge gift that you're given. Yeah. And I call it my book, Embodied Emotional Intention. 
And so when you're really feeling embodied with that emotion that, you know, I'm just here to help you or I'm just here to, to get this done, um, that sense of urgency, that sense of I need to do something goes away and you're able to actually relax into that confidence that you, you know, you're going to succeed and not to get woo woo, but that is manifestation. Yeah, uh, it's so powerful. Let me let me put up on the screen uh, your book, uh, Driven with you and Randy and, you know, understanding and harnessing the genetic gifts shared by entrepreneurs and Navy SEALs, pro athletes, and maybe you. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, it is you. Uh, you know, tell, t tell me what they're going to find in the book. So it's really a how to. Um, just enough understanding and I cut out and cut out and cut out all the neurobiology as much as I could. Um, so you need that understanding about why we're different to build this logical container that first you're a monkey, we're in all a bunch of animals and that narrative running in your head is not you. Then, you know, to catch that impulsivity and then it gets into meditation. Um, the last half of the book is really about mastery and how to apply this meditation principle to, I call them the success, friends, family, fitness, finance, fun, and faith. And so it's really looking for and experiencing, as you would call it, harmony or balance. Um, you never get it. <laughs> and it, it's something we're working towards the rest of our life. Yeah, we're, and then, I always think of we're working on perfection, but none of us are going to be perfect. And certainly none of us are going to be you know, the full mastery. This is a lifelong journey. Exactly. Let me uh, go to resources. And one of the things I want to do is I'm going to pull up your website, uh, Highly Driven Life. And it's just a, uh, and we'll have all the links at AES Nation above me here, AESNation.com, the transcript and, you know, links for getting the book and the website. I mean, these are just so, so important assets. But tell us about what's on the website and how, you know, my fellow entrepreneurs, your fellow entrepreneurs can work with you to really, you know, accomplish what we've talked about. Yeah, great. I, um, like I was saying at the beginning of this, you know, 18 months ago, I didn't have a web page, didn't need one. My phone's ringing off the hook and I just, you know, kind of been doing a one-off thing. Met Jason and he says, he came out and did one of my meditation shooting things and says, what are you doing? <laughs> there are so many people out there that need you. And, you know, pulled me out of, literally pulled me out of this office and, and drug me into this. So, you know, rather than one to one, I'm going one to many and developing a, a lot of amazing content on the webpage. And, and we do retreats. We do one day, three day, five day shooting meditation retreats where you experienced a two day where we're doing the rifles and the pistols mm -hmm. and it's basically meditation and shooting and you know a lot of insights and a lot of uh, a lot of getting to know yourself so to speak yeah uh, it was a great experience i would encourage people that if you are you know thinking that you might benefit from being more productive and having that quiet confidence that embodying the what what, what did you call it doug the um, embodied emotional intention so it's really my intention and it's it's uh if my intention is not to hurt my wife or get her pissed and i'm really clear on that no matter how hurt and pissed she is i don't have to defend myself so it's a it's that and it's a very 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 powerful tool 
Yeah, it really is. And and this is, you know, one of the things here at AES Nation we want you to do is to be even more successful. So let me wrap it up here on what I call key takeaways. And there's just so many. I mean, one, first of all, you are weird. You were wondering, you know, <laughs> we are all weird. And as entrepreneurs, you're a small percentage of the population were, you know, some people would say wired wrong. I'm going to argue wired to really embrace life, but we've got to recognize how we harness it. And we've got to, you know, as Doug talked about, and I, I definitely, you know, pick up the book at a minimum, you know, look at this, uh, uh, read the transcript again, or watch the video, share it with your friends. Stop self-sabotaging. I mean, it's just, we we need to recognize those voices and the, and the shame and doubt that we all experience. This is, you know, that's of course we do. I mean, that's what we're wired to do. And how do we deal with it? And particularly, one of the most important things is finding your wolf pack. You know that this group of fellow entrepreneurs that you want to go on this lifelong journey with. I mean, it's just it's so powerful, and they can help you so much along the way. And and then I'm going to go to the meditation. Doug is just uh, phenomenal, and it, and it really makes a difference. I, you know, and it's one of those things you can go back to for the rest of your life, every single day, to help <laughs> you create that focus. Doug, I, I want to thank you again for sharing your message and and really making a difference for fellow entrepreneurs. You know, go out, get the book in your own enlightened self-interest, and with that. You know, remember your clients, your future clients, and your family and your friends are all counting on you to execute on this. Go make a difference. We wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.